We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Xu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Brunch Talk, where we address your dating conundrums. Whatever you're going through in dating, we promise that you're not alone. And if you're experiencing douchebag behavior, just know that douchebags have feelings too. <laughs> and we're here to reform them all. That's our mission right there. Not to make you feel like you're never alone. Actually, that's our mission. <laughs> One douchebag at a time. <laughs> I do want to get to a review before we get to our question, because these reviews are pouring in and they're so good. They're so heartfelt. The latest one says, great podcast. I love this podcast. I don't think I'm the demographic. I'm a 59-year-old single female, but I enjoy listening every week. She also says, I pass along some of my favorite episodes to my adult daughters, one of them happily married, because there are so many episodes that are good reminders about the importance of communication and healthy ways to communicate no matter your relationship status. How wonderful is that? I love that. And everyone is our demographic. So we're happy to have you. <laughs> we're very inclusive. Don't ever say you're not part of our demographic. Everyone is looking for love. Even if you have found it, you still seek to build your love and to help find deeper love. So this is always going to be relevant. Yeah. And it's challenging, hence all the questions we get in. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good transition into the question. How much personal information should you talk about on a first date? And more from the listener is, I have an atypical background and family history with a lot of trauma, loss, etc. And I don't know how to navigate simple getting to know you questions. For example, oh, do you have any siblings or anything else that might come up on a first date? How much information do I need to share with a virtual stranger? Yeah. What's TMI on a first date? There are certain topics that most people are comfortable discussing, and that's just like the normal stuff. Where are you from? How did you grow up? And what was your upbringing like? But then everyone has these 
topics that they're a little bit sensitive about. And personally, for me, it's better to talk about, hey, I'm just going to warn you, these are some areas that I'm not so comfortable discussing yet. You don't have to go into detail, Mm -hmm. but it's good to let the other person know. Otherwise, you're just kind of hiding the information or dodging the question. It's better to just address it up front. Not comfortable discussing that, maybe eventually, just so you know, this has nothing to do with you. Yeah, it goes beyond TMI, too, of just your own personal comfort. I agree with this person. With today's world of dating, we don't ever know if we're going to see our dates again. So sometimes we don't want to disclose every deep, dark secret. And I don't think we have to. We think vulnerability means sharing every last thing about ourselves and our past and traumas, etc. But it can be just sharing like, oh, I'm nervous to be on this date, or I'm getting back out there after being in a relationship for a while, and I'm unsure of dating. Like It can be many different varieties, and even just saying something like, I'm having a really good time getting to know you right now. That's all vulnerability. It doesn't need to be this really core aspect that you maybe don't share with every last person. And I think that's okay. And I love the idea, like you were saying, UA, of saying that, and it could just be like, hey, like, I definitely want to go into my family history. But right now, like, I'd love to just like, you know, keep it a little lighter until we get to know each other better. And I'm then an open book once I get comfortable with people or something to that sort. However, you can spin it that feels natural for you. Having that comfort with information is the most important, but also being communicative about where the lines are. There is this one caveat, I will say that If there is information out there about you on the World Wide Web that people can search, you may want to address that on a first date. And I say this because Mm -hmm. people tend to do their research now and they will Google your name and they do want to find out your background. If there is something that's kind of looming over you, some kind of news out there, it's important to get it out. I had a friend who dated a guy who had been married twice. He did not disclose that information. She found it online. It was very easy. You Google his name and it's like two divorce records. You know, it's not a bad thing to address that. If someone's like, oh, you've been divorced twice. I don't want to see you again then great. You just filter out the people who are not right for you. But he was trying to hide that information. Mm-hmm. It's almost better to just be upfront with that than try to hide it and then people find it on their own. I think all of it is how do you tell your story too, right? Mm. I don't think you have to tell anything on a first day. I don't think you need to feel obligated if someone asks you, I'm going to use the family example because it's the one that was given. If someone tells you about their family, you don't have to feel obligated to share back. There's no rule saying you have to do this. That being said, if you're like, I don't want to tell you or make it weird, people might think like, oh, there's something big here. Yeah. Their mind might start to fill in the gaps. So what I would suggest instead of saying that is just kind of like move it along like, oh, but my chosen family, for instance, are my friends who I'm really close with and kind of move the conversation there a bit. So again, depends on how you feel comfortable and what it is. Like you can, of course, say just like, hey, I'm not comfortable talking about that right now. I'd love to as we get to know each other more. But another method to just bring less impact to it is just to relate it to something else, but change the topic and own your story. Yeah, I love that. Own your story. You are the one controlling your narrative. So you can control how much you tell the other person. 
There is a thing called trauma dumping. We've talked about this on previous episodes. <laughs> and sometimes yes. don't do when that. You, <laughs> when you trauma dump, you tend to have verbal diarrhea and a lot of things come out. I think I've talked about this story before. I was on a first date with someone. Oh my God. He had a little too much to drink and ended up telling me about his ex girlfriend who he knocked up and he made her get an abortion and she left him and he was still not over it and he wanted to apologize to her all within 40 minutes of our first date. And I thought, well, probably never going to see this guy again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good to have limits on what you want to talk about. Be intentional when you go into the date. These are things I do want to talk about and some things that you don't really need to go there yet. And when you trauma dump, it tends to make the other person feel really uncomfortable mm-hmm. or it can also make the other person trauma dump as well. Then you just end up being two trauma dumpers creating this <laughs> shitty dating experience experience on a first date. It's not a good thing. That's a really good reminder that you don't need to feel obligated to share. In fact, sharing might actually be a turnoff if it's not done in a way that feels good and authentic to you. So I want to go into that a little more because I'm curious what you said that maybe started this conversation. But before we do, let's take a break to hear a quick message. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so UA, when he trauma dumped, was there something you asked him that prompted it or did it just come out? I asked 
I felt like a very normal question. What has been your dating history? Mm. And it started out very general. We talked about our long-term relationships. I had just gotten out of my two-year relationship. He had just gotten out of a four-year relationship. So I thought that would just end there, but then took another sip of his tequila soda, and <laughs> then he went on to say, and "But the there's more." Began. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that's why I asked though is you can stop at any point. Like you said, if he had just stopped right there about the four-year relationship, you probably would have moved on to some other topic. Mm -hmm. But now, because we went down that path, that's how you'll forever remember this guy. Yeah, I don't even remember his name. And when we left the date, he said this was one of my best first date experiences. Sadly, because he got to talk about himself. I had a date like that, that the guy basically told me about his ex. And I actually saw before the date, I looked him up on Facebook. So this goes to your point about the internet. And I saw a recent engagement photo from about four months before we went on the date. Oof. So I was like going in kind of like, uh, I don't know about this, but his ex came up and he said, I promised myself I wasn't going to talk about her. Oh boy. Could have stopped right there, but didn't. I learned about their lack of sex life, their <laughs> money issues. Again, I can't remember this guy's name either. There's no reason that I needed to know any of that. Like you didn't need to know about the guy that you were talking about. So that again confirms that you don't owe anyone anything. The idea, though, is to connect with people. So there is a line, right? You want to still put yourself out there. You don't want to just be like, I don't want to tell anything about myself. That's not a good place to be in either. But I would say if you have a few areas that you know are sensitive for you, like this person saying that she doesn't necessarily want to go into family and siblings and all of that, how do you create a message that you've already come up with so you know how to answer this. You're not put on the spot. We all know the couple things we probably don't want to talk about. Like, I think there's a big difference. I'll just use the divorce example that you brought up. There's a huge difference of saying, I was divorced, my ex is the worst, and go on and talk about all of your issues together versus saying something like, Hey, when I met my ex, still think they're a great person, but we were very different when we first met and we've grown a lot over the last couple years. We realized that we unfortunately grew apart. Now being on my own, I've become more clear about what I want and what I'm looking for. And I feel like I'm in a much better place to meet the right person. That's such a difference of a story right then and there. And you're now addressing it. You're not making it this big thing, but you're also alleviating the person that you're talking talking to that there's some big red flag that's out there about you. I like where you're going with that because I can just hear some people asking, how do I give myself more depth on a first date? I want to reveal, I'm a multifaceted person, I want to reveal all these layers of me without going into TMI territory. So I think a good rule of thumb that Julie was actually, you subtly brought up is as soon as you start bringing other people into the conversation, talking about them without them being present, that's TMI. We also have this rule for our podcast. When we interview people, we tell them, mm -hmm. let's not bring other people who are not present into this conversation. We want to hear how yeah. you dealt with the situation. What was your experience? So what you just said, there's a big difference between I was divorced twice. Both my exes were crazy. One was a drug <laughs> addict. I found the other one cheating in my bedroom versus. Right. Tony totally should know that. <laughs> 
I'm twice divorced. I've gone through a lot of therapy. I've worked on myself. I still share custody of this cat with my ex and that's it. You know, that is not TMI territory. Don't bring other people into the story. Yeah, I like that rule of thumb. And then also like, how do you paint it of what you've learned from the experience? Because I do believe that even less than ideal experiences, sharing them doesn't mean that you're going to scare the other person off. It means that it's an opportunity to get closer to. People don't want to just go on the date where it's all the generic date talk. They do want to get to know you. So to this family example, just thinking out loud, say someone brings up your siblings and you really don't want to talk about them. I think you could say like, hey, you know, I didn't have the best relationship with my siblings or my siblings weren't in the picture, but that taught me how important family is and how much I want to create my own family someday. Or I've gone to my friends that are like family and I've treated them like my family because that was missing in my life. It's turning a negative into a positive, and it's showing someone of the growth that's happened from the experience. Yes, I love that. Showing resilience, showing how you've evolved as a person from it all instead of just bitching or having that like, woe is Mm -hmm. me mentality. Nobody wants to be in that kind of vibe. So yeah, any way you can turn it around to something that what you've learned from is always a good one. But I don't think first dates need to be that surface level. We're not saying keep everything surface level. Don't get too deep. Don't talk about these things in your life that matter to you. It is important to bring up these things that have Mm -hmm. formed who you are if you're comfortable. But definitely spin it in a way like Julie was saying, in a way that shows how you've grown as a person. Yeah, I think it's you don't need to go into the details on the first date. No, that's probably where it gets uncomfortable. Like just saying that you didn't have the best relationship or the best family situation growing up. If you were to see that person on the street, like how much are they going to really gossip about that? There's not much to gossip about. But if you go into like all the issues that unfolded over decades of your lives, then maybe they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this person as X, like we were saying with the two people that we brought up instead of who they actually are. That stuff can be safe for when you're actually a couple or at least on the way to being a couple. You do not need to say that on date one. But how do you address it in a way that moves the conversation? conversation along makes it feel like you're not avoiding something so someone thinks that there's more to it than there actually is and how do you do it in a way that just continues to create connection with someone opposed to feel like you're hiding stuff right yeah i love that you're painting the outline of who you are and as you get to know each other better you can fill in yeah and color in and go with more <laughs> lines that show who you are but the first date you're just giving them a nice outline yeah <laughs> that's good enough but beyond that it's not very necessary i'm still learning about my partner after almost 5 years of being together recently i learned something pretty big that just came up and i thought wow i it's going to be a life time of learning. Interesting. And that's something to look forward to. So you're just yeah. scratching the surface on the first date. Do not need to tell them everything. Yeah. And you choose what feels comfortable for you. Of course, thinking about also what's comfortable for them. Right. That's <laughs> the trauma dump TMI. But on the edge of I don't want to have to share all the stuff, like you decide what that line is. This is in your control. You don't have to feel obligated to tell anyone anything as we've gone into. Good luck with those first dates. 
Keep us updated. Ask us more questions. You know, we always love addressing the questions you all have sent in. You can email us, hello at datablepodcast.com. You can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast is the handle. Or you can leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars first and then you ask the question in the review part and we'll answer it first next time. We'll push it up to the front of the queue just for you because you are special. Yes. And we'll see you next week. Bye. The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Datable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes in our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay datable. Stay datable.